0: Uncle Mark here with another episode of the IT Business Podcast, the show for IT professionals, where we talk about product stories and tips to help you support your clients better, smarter, and faster. This is the Wednesday Live Show presented by NetAlly, wired and wireless networking tools that you can trust. And uh, we are joined by a very special person tonight, Jimmy Hatzel is going to be here in just a moment. Uh, I just want to say one thing. One of the things that you may have not noticed is that this show streams Wednesdays at 8 p.m. on the YouTube, LinkedIn, and the Facebook. And tonight, we are streaming live from the website. So if for some reason you get all jumbled up with how to catch the show, if you head over to itbusinesspodcast.com, you will find a video right there on the home page. We are live from there. So anytime, itbusinesspodcast.com, we go live. Um, let's go ahead and get on with the show. And this man has been doing the rounds like he is Tom Cruise doing every late night show possible. Uh, Jimmy Hatzel with Hats AI is in the house. Jimmy, how are you?
1: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. What, what an introduction. I love it.
0: Oh, well, I, I feel like I'm the Dave Letterman now. You've done all the other shows. It's late, late night. Some people have gone to bed, and here we are. So you can be a little more loose here, although you got loose this afternoon on Matt Lee's show.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I'm always a little loose. Always a little loose.
0: Yeah, got to be loose. This is, a, this is a rough industry, you know? It, uh, it taxes us. But uh, I, I will say this, though. Uh, that show, you guys were talking some big words, fancy, smart kind of stuff, things like productize and democratization. And this is for the poor MSPs that you guys were talking about. <laughs> you know? Although I thought the word you were going to use was cheap, but you didn't.
1: Fair enough. No, no, no. I, I, it's important that, you know, everyone is getting smart on, on AI. I mean, it's, it's touching every area of business and um, you know, it doesn't matter if you're have an IT consulting business on the side and you got a couple clients that you charge hourly or whatever. And, or if you're a giant multinational MSP with a, you know, chief transformation officer who's working on this AI is a reality and your clients are going to be asking about it. And, are going to need help with it.
0: Yeah. So of course the question that I'm sure you've been asked the most is what in the world made you want to start your own biz to solely focus on this?
1: Omar, you know, I, I, I've always won down my own business. Like even when I was a kid, like I had lots of different businesses. Like my first business ever was, um, I went to every house on the street and I would charge them, um, like 50 cents uh, a trash can to bring the trash cans in and you know because people didn't want to bring the trash cans in so it wasn't much each house maybe get a dollar from but when you do the whole street and you're a kid you know that's some serious dough yeah and, and uh you know there's lots of stories like that scrap metal business like you know lots of it consulting stuff doing stuff in high school and college and um you know i've always had that entrepreneurial spirit in the past like five, 10 years or so, I've been working in startups. Um, Not for myself, but I've always wanted to start my own. And, you know, it was about time now, like a spot where I'm at in my career and and I was ready to do my own thing. Um, And like, I just watched AI blow up over the past year, like using chat GPT was like using the internet for the first time, like, like, like almost like illegally downloading a song <laughs> off Napster for the first time, you know, like the Napster same, like,
0: reference in there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like that's, that's what it felt like, man. And, and um, you know, I, I, just kept exploring it, kept talking to it. professionals and MSPs and like no one knew what to do. And, and I just saw that every, I mean, I think every business is going to be using AI way more than they are today. Uh, or at least that they did a year ago over the next couple of years. And it's going to be IT providers and MSPs serving that. So I wanted to build a platform around it.
0: So I, I know that we have some other businesses in the channel that are leveraging AI, I guess is the right word. And we're doing it from the standpoint of bridging the gap in communication between us and the clients. You got a side gig going on there already? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I got a baby that's going to bed.
0: Now. Oh, well, you, you want to yeah. stop over? And- you know,
1: we're in New York. It's a cozy apartment. You know, we we uh there's there's not there's one ro- there's two rooms in the house. There's the living room and the slash kitchen. Then there's the bedroom.
0: So. I was going to say Don you know. Lepri in his tiny one bedroom apartment.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Probably don't yeah, know who that man. is, do you?
1: I didn't get that. Reference. Okay. I, that's that's, that's I how did, much. I, I can pretend I did,
0: but. That's, a, that's the boomer <laughs> in me going back. Uh, anybody that knows Don LaPree, uh let me see who in the chat would. John Reed may know who Don LaPree is. Um, but anyway, so what I was saying is a lot of companies have leveraged it just for the sole purpose of bridging the communication gap between us and our clients. Uh, you seem to be taking it a step further. How much further?
1: Yeah, I mean that- – well that's 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 part of why I started this business i realized that the that the companies that were sort of forging the way on ai for msps were all focused on on serving the msp itself so whether that's looking inside the psa and you know trying to create an ai that can you know, solve tickets faster or or augment tech so they can solve tickets faster or communication with the end users. Those are all great problems. All great problems and, and and um you know they're definitely gonna like that industry, all those companies are gonna do great and they already are. They're great companies. Um but I'm focused on how do we serve our clients and if they're gonna use AI, they're gonna consume different AI services, they're gonna spend money on AI. How do how does an MSP or an IT provider position themselves to start offering these services? Should you be starting a prompt engineering business right now to help to help your customers? Should you be charging them to get Copilot set up or other AI services? Should be you be helping them create their own LLMs? Should you be helping get their data ready? Should you be there making sure that when they turn on an AI service? The marketing assistant, and I think I used this on Matt's show earlier, but uh, the marketing assistant isn't asking the prompt, uh, you know, to create a budget and spitting out everybody's salaries. Like that's real problems that are going to come up, um, as a result of AI. And the only group of people that can serve small businesses and individuals too for this is the IT community. So like let's figure it out and and that's you know the, why I created this company that's the, the the problem I'm trying to solve trying to build a platform where you can build a business around it but also create you know lead the way and create some education train people up on how to do this and like let's figure out what this looks like as a service offering let's figure out how to price these things let's figure out you know what you could sell as uh, software what you can sell as margin, um, you know, like, like um, uh, what you could sell as consulting services, what you could sell as managed packages, how you could get in the hardware business and manage these things for customers. There's just a lot to unpack. And, you know, in three, five years, we're going to be going to conferences and it's going to be like, how to double your AI as a service practice. I think, I mean, I hope that's, that's where (laughs) I think things are going. Um, but you know, it's kind of like we're, we're, we're here now looking around like, all right, what do we do? So I think it's early, but I think it's going to be a real, a real big industry for IT companies.
0: All right. So the website is technically up hats.ai and hats is spelled with a Z folks, just like the name there. You are now 43 days and three hours away from the official launch. How close are you to being fully ready?
1: We're getting there. We're getting there. You know, I've got my team working around the clock. I literally have my engineers pinging me right now. Um, I actually, you'd be surprised to know that this isn't my last meeting of the night. I have uh, (laughs) another one scheduled at nine 30. So like we are working hard to get this product out and, and, and making sure that, you know, it's been properly checked for security and QA and all that stuff. So, we're getting there and you know, it's part of part of how we can move this fast is, is thanks to our uh, launch partners who, you know, signed up like just through conversations with me and helps like literally looking at product designs and telling me like, this is okay. No, you need to move that button over there. What if the product did this instead? So that's how we were able to move so fast. We were able to skip a lot of the, like let's release it and see what everybody thinks. And then like, we'll rebuild it because it doesn't have product market fit. We're like, no, let's like, let's talk to MSPs for a year before we like think of an actual product to make. And then let's, let's like go deep into documentation and designs and review them and build proof of concepts. And um, once we were sure that, that it was, or, or confident, I should say, you can never be sure that that we have the right product to launch with. We just, you know, we turned it up, set the timer, put the timer up on the website and uh, we, we were, I'm confident. Yeah, I should say to answer your question.
0: All right. So two of the products that you show being offered, obviously the AI chat assistant, which most people are familiar with and understand the AI app builder, which I'm assuming is going to be our big money maker where we can design apps for our clients and stuff. Now, some of the other things that you talked about, and I'm going to steal one thing that uh, you and Matt talked about earlier, this uh, custom large language models. Uh, is that going to be part of what you're designing or is that going to be something that we can leverage package use? How is that going to work?
1: All of the above. Oh. So it's all put into our platform. Uh, we've already got initial designs. We're deep into R and D we we've built the way we build our platform is so we can plug the stuff in later. Um, basically we are LLM or large language model agnostic, we can use us, you know, we can like to start when we launch, it's going to be uh, GPT four and GPT 3.5, but uh, we are already using Llama two internally. Uh, and, and soon after the initial launch, you'll have the ability to basically switch LLMs. Um, but for MSPs to be in the LLM business, what you're actually in is the data readiness business. So you're helping customers get their data in a way that it can be consumed by an ai and train an ai and and once you have the data and our platform is going to help you get that and and use it um you can actually run training models uh, uh either off private ones uh like open ai or or um you can train uh open source ones that we host on our servers in a secure environment so it doesn't even touch a third party so that that's all stuff that is you know we have in the queue it's in the it's in the um in the uh, in the roadmap, um, we're trying to get all this stuff out before the end of the year. So Q three, Q four, um, you know, we're looking at that's when we're looking for a, a GA launch of um, you know MSBs being able to basically own and potentially license LLMs that they've tuned and trained themselves to uh, either other IT companies or um, uh, small businesses. Hmm.
0: So it sounds like we're going to be able to create our own packages that we can then resell. Um, but does that make us responsible for some of that stuff that gets done with it, or do we work hand in hand with you? And because listen, some of us poor MSPs are just going to be like, yeah, we want to make money, but we don't we don't want to do the work. <laughs>
1: so. so, so here's how you can make money off it. You can resell. So there's there's two different ways I look at AI. There's system of engagement applications, Microsoft Copilot. That's a system of engagement. It's a way that you interact with AI. And then there's a system of record. System of record is custom LLMs. It's data sets. It's more complicated. MSPs are going to make loads of money in margin, in recurring revenue, and software uh, off system systems of engagement, right? Uh, You make, you know, you buy it for, you know, one, you sell it for two, whatever, however that works. There's, we're all familiar with that model system of record. You're going to make money. It's going to be a lot of work, but you can make a lot of project work and consulting dollars over getting those systems ready. You can charge management dollars for making sure all those systems are working right. And then you can charge consumption dollars and make a margin off the software um, so backup is the closest example you can have. Think about, uh, moving everyone off of tape-based backup to cloud-based, um, either image-based or, uh, you know, uh, disaster recovery where, you know, launch from cloud, you get a server backup and running. Like, it's a lot of work to move things into that direction. Uh, So, you make the project work, getting it together, you make money off the hardware or the software, transferring everything over, and then you make a reoccurring maintenance package on it, too. So, I think it's going to, I think it's the similar opportunity. Same with movement to cloud, by the way. Uh, But I think it's going to happen a lot faster because it's a lot easier to sell these things than it is to sell security. I mean, backup wasn't as hard to sell as security. Um, But I don't know if that answers your question.
0: It does. Uh, it made me think of a couple of others that um I'm not sure how to ask except for this to go to it. So there's all these platforms that are out there that our own clients are using some to go against us because instead of calling, why don't I just type in the chat GPT, how can I bypass the firewall and get onto porn or whatever? I mean that's that's what they're doing. So in a sense, Are we going to be building these platforms with that same thought in mind that, you know, because one, we can build platforms so that they don't bother us as much. They don't generate as many tickets, but we still build them because they're using the platform or are we trying to take their internal line of business and throw our chat GPT product or hats AI product into their, into their model?
1: We're trying to make their business better. So think of it if, if you have uh, a company that's, um, you know, specializes in making widgets, and they have all this great know how on how to make widgets and all this business knowledge on making widgets. And um, you want to train a, a model on widget making, you would have a data set on how to make the best widgets. And then you'd have different models and you'd run training uh, jobs against those data sets. And the thing is that the, the models are always changing, right? So you have Llama two as an open source model. Eventually, there'll be Llama three. There'll be, uh, you know, there's like smaller versions of it, bigger versions of it, different amounts of parameters, and and they'll run. They'll cost different amounts of money to run, um, and they will give different types of results. So as people start going down this path, and again, this is like, I predict around next year, the year after is when this is going to start becoming a lot more mainstream. But as businesses start going down this path, there's a lot of pivoting and moving and guidance that they're going to need in order to make things uh, work successfully. So so that's the answer to the question um, on, on is it for my business or their business. Uh, the other answer or some other context I wanted to give is everything we're doing is multi-tenant and organizationally managed. So you can manage all the products. If you make an app for one customer, you copy and paste it to another customer. Um assuming you have the right rights, I mean you have to give some privacy to the tenants as the users. Um you can uh we have a middle layer where any uh interactions before it goes to an AI goes to that layer first. We call it MIDO. It's an it's called an LLM ops engine, large language model operations uh engine. Um and uh Uh, basically we, we can be that in between. Um, I mean, we're not going to have all these features out the gate. There's going to be a whole industry pop up on um, like security around this and data loss protection around this and content filtering around this, but um, being able to make sure that people are using them in a responsible way, uh, we can do some detection and some management around it where you can go to your customers, run reports on usage um uh, best practices and also potentially sniff out um you know some bad situations that business owners might not want happening in their their business
0: yeah so this popped up in the chat and i don't want to get too far away from it i was going to ask you about it earlier uh mike writes i'm predicting jimmy has the best swag at the conferences so of course i was going to ask you have you gotten far enough along that you've started thinking about the swag Cause you know I'm gonna you know, be lo- I'm gonna be looking for the swag.
1: It's on my list. It's on my list. Um, I think internally there's a a, a a a task somewhere for me to review some of the initial swag. Uh, I got to take care of my design partners first, who you know signed up for me from the beginning. I owe them some some cool swag, um, but you know we're, we're gonna get it together. And I have to give us like all the cool CyberQP swag. Like that's Cynthia. Like that's not. That's not me. I mean, and I guess some of it before she came in the first year, but, um, like if you go back to cyber QP 2023 swag and 24 swag and look back versus 21 swag, like it was way better when, when <laughs> Cynthia picked it out. So, you know, you maybe, you maybe I you can mean give the, her a, the
0: nice soft shirt and the little, the, the cups were all Cynthia.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Those are all Cynthia. Those are all Cynthia. The, uh, the The classic green mugs that don't fit in any cup holders. Those, <laughs> yeah. those are mine. Those are mine.
0: <laughs> I believe, I believe that's on a shelf way up in the back. That's not even out for <laughs> display here. So,
1: but the other one, yeah. the new
0: ones, are out on the uh, on the swag wall out in front of the office. So we'll have to we'll have to be looking for that. Purple's a nice color, I think.
1: I like it. I mean, it's hot. It's hot right now. I think so. All
0: right. We'll see. Speaking of CyberQP people, uh, we had uh, one of your friends on the audio show yesterday. Kelsey was on.
1: Yeah, she's great.
0: Yeah. So we didn't talk too much. We did a boomer versus millennial thing and she tore <laughs> me up. <Really? laughs> uh, all right. Let's, um, so let's get back to – let me find my, my spot on my notes here. Well, let me ask this. So you've obviously have a, put a lot of thought into this. Now your proficiency over the years has been basically, you know, building channel programs for these companies, you know, Scout, uh Barracuda, uh, CyberQB. This is the first time you're going to do it on your own. So, so it's all you. So let me first ask it's not a softball question. But I'm going to ask Um, how did you kind of identify this need and really make that pivot as to you're going to be the one to make this happen?
1: Yeah. Um, I just talking to MSPs over and over and over again, like I, I keep up big time with tech news, like everything in, in venture capital and tech and like, like I read tons of articles a day. So I keep that happening right? And that's how I have been on the forefront of a lot of security things. I shouldn't say forefront, but on the early part of the bell curve on a lot of security things. Um, but I also live and breathe in the channel. And, and oftentimes, um, things get productized for the channel a couple years later um, than for the enterprise. And maybe it's not a channel thing, maybe it's an SMB thing. Um, so, you know, I, I see this this coming and I think the wave's just going to happen way faster than people think. Um, so that's how sure. Like this is the thing to do. Um, me, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think I know what I'm doing. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure it out. I've got some really, really great people supporting me. Um, I've got, you know, co-founder Aiden Kehoe, who is the, CEO and uh, founder of Scout Cybersecurity. Uh, he had started another company called Oxford Global before that, insurance company. Um, he'd worked in family offices and started companies before that. And and um, you know he's he's my business partner. So a lot of the like um, like startup business know how things that you pick up along the way as a second and third time founder, I've got that uh, in my ear, and I've got him you know, on speed dial, who I talk to 50 times a day. Um, But working in the business and executing, like I've been all over that. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm in anyone who's worked at me, work with me knows that doesn't matter whatever my job title said and whatever job I was in. Like I'm in every meeting, I'm in every area of the business. I can't keep myself away from it. So here we go.
0: (laughs) Here we go. So uh, for those of you just tuning in, we've got Jimmy Hatzel uh, founder of Hats AI. And for anybody interested, there's really not much news in terms of how you just go to the sites hats.ai, join the wait list and see what's coming up down the road. We are 43 days and three hours away. Uh, Jimmy, I want to take a quick moment and thank some of my sponsors. And then we'll come back with a, sure. a few more questions. People, if you're watching the live show, you've seen me drinking from the cup. This is our supporting sponsor, SuperOps, Ops, and uh, they are the all-in-one, future-ready PSA RMM tool. Uh, be sure to support them. Our live stream is sponsored by Computers Done Right, a managed service provider in Venice, Florida. It's on the other coast of Florida, taking care of businesses there, doing managed services, computer repair, even websites and social media stuff. And if you are a poor MSP, I mean, if you are a emerging MSP and you need an RMM, uh remote support tool, and you're not ready to jump in with the big boys, Instant House Call can provide just about everything you need. It is a white label solution. You can do multi-tenant and it has all the features that the big boys have. So InstantHouseCall.com, head over there, 15-day trial. You don't even need to put in a credit card to get started. All right, and coming up a little bit later, we are going to have Florida man or a random question. So, Jimmy, get ready for that. Uh, Let's go back to the question. You mentioned that you've kind of had your head wrapped around in all of this. Um, You've sort of talked a little bit about AI in the future from the standpoint of, of some possibilities for us as MSPs talking to MSPs. Where do you see where do you see AI going long term?
1: I don't know. I try not to think about that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, are we talking Skynet type stuff or
1: I mean, I don't know. It's it's um I do know, I guess. Uh I think like there's gonna be a couple huge changes that really affect um humanity as we know it. The first is um when it becomes nearly indistinguishable between talking to an AI and a human in a customer service atmosphere or another structured environment that's happening digitally, whether on the phone or through video or through text. Um, And we're we're just about there. We're just about there. So over the next call it three to four years, um, every area of customer service, like it's going to be disrupted. You're going to be able to have, AI version of Jimmy on the live stream and it's going to be very hard to tell the difference. Like that it's going to take like video will take a little longer than just audio. Um, but, um, You think it, you think it'll really get that far? Yeah, I do. I, 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 I I say a structured customer service environment more where there's like a lot of scripted answers. That's where it's going to happen first. But I talk to like, like, um, some really smart people who like are deep in like, MIT and like AI and you know, go like on these like leadership panels and stuff. And they all, they're they're like consensus is this stuff is like three to five years out.
0: So, so more than the predictive bots that we see on the websites. Now you're talking a level one support type thing where people submit their ticket, something responds with, Yeah. yeah, Hey, tell me more about your problem. Show me your screen. And, go in and you know have some ai ai models built to like an if then this that scenario
1: it, maybe like it might be a little longer for stuff like that where okay. it's a little more complex but think like um like you're at a hotel you call the front desk like an ai is going to be better at servicing you than than uh, a human uh or you need to talk to your bank and you're getting you know stuck through the phone tree or put on hold. Like an AI is gonna do that and replace that very soon. And it's gonna be you can yell at them. You can be frustrated. Uh and there's gonna be need for humans for for lots of things, certainly. Um, especially like escalations, but most like we're gonna cross a point where the AI is actually easier to help uh actually easier to talk to and better at servicing than the average customer support person. So that that when we hit that spot that's going to change the world as we know it a lot. And I think it's going to happen sooner than people are ready for.
0: So I can hire Hats AI to be my tech support and not have to worry about hiring humans, right?
1: No, I mean, I don't (laughs) think it's going to be like that. Like that's what people are scared of though. Well, I mean, I heard heard you
0: and Matt, I heard you and Matt, you know, Matt mentioned his dad, you know, taking away all the jobs, but in a lot of sense, it creates other jobs. I mean, there's got to be a human to train it, a human to monitor and manage. I mean, it's not the same, but I mean, it's going to be there. We we still have to be involved.
1: Yeah, and you know, there's like we could talk for hours about like okay, where do we go with society as this? Do we need new programs? Do we need to tax these things? Do we need Um, like universal basic income like they have and all these futuristic things like I don't know I'm not an expert in any of that stuff I'm not going to pretend to be Um, and and I don't really have I I have some opinions but not like strong ones that are um, formed I guess Um, and and, you know right now it's a little bit theoretical um, but I think it's going to move from theoretical to like real like pretty quick
0: okay so we're going to go super far left. <laughs> so, are you talking Star Trek future, universal income, or Star Wars rebel society?
1: I don't know. I mean, I think it's a toss up which direction we go, to be honest. <laughs> what do you
0: think? What do you think? I mean, I like the Star Trek model, except yeah. that it doesn't seem, you know, as long as you're a part of the Federation. Then fine, yeah, you can, you yes. know, you're no, you know, but the people, the people on Earth still seem to have a little bit of a, you know, mana. I was thinking of a mat word. I was just about ready to throw out there. I'm like, monetaristic doesn't sound right. <laughs> but you know, everything's still going to have to have some monetary value. You know, Picard's uh, brother living on the farm. You know, it's much different than living on the, you know, space
1: station. Yeah, I mean.
0: Replicators versus, you know, growing your own food. <laughs>
1: right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Are we all going to be just eating some replicator food in a couple of years? I don't know.
0: We're going to have to. We're running out of space to farm, and we're getting rid of all our farmers.
1: Yeah, because tractors, you know, took took all the farmer shops.
0: Yeah. Okay. So let me let me now go another direction. <laughs> uh, so there are a lot of. CEOs of MSPs that, you know, at Mm -hmm. some point in time want to make a pivot and they've grown their MSP as far as they're going to take it. They want to do something else and they look to start a side gig or another business in a sense, follow your lead. What advice do you have for people that may want to, you know, venture out on their own?
1: Um, I guess, um, Use AI. (laughs) Like (laughs) we're at a point now where you can do so much more. So look for industries that are ripe for disruption and integrate AI in every single thing you can possibly do. And I think you're gonna be able to ten X your output or at least two X, right, if you do a, a, a an okay job. So um I think that like it's it's one of the greatest opportunities um of a, of a lifetime of a generation um, for, for someone who's a little handy in tech to go figure out this stuff and, and make a business out of it uh, or, or make any business in it that, you know, they can use this stuff in. Um, so the early adopters I think will do extremely well and maybe I'm wrong. I don't know.
0: I'm thinking here that some people may say, you know what, why do the MSP thing? I'll just pivot and just do all AI. That's if that's where the money is coming, you know, coming from. And some MSPs
1: went all security. Some of them went all security. What's easier to sell, security or AI?
0: I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I don't
1: security sell either. Sell. I've, been selling, <laughs> I've been selling security for years. It's just difficult to sell. I don't see the so thing like, is. I
0: don't think of it as selling security. It's just part of what we do. That's how I've yeah, always no, approached it with my customers. It's you know. I don't sell cybersecurity. You need cybersecurity. I'll help you provide it. Um, AI is probably going to be the same thing. But trying to get them to see us as the people that can help them, that's going to be the the catch.
1: I mean I think naturally people are going to gravitate towards MSPs but um … You know, same thing as always. You got to be out there knowing this stuff. You got to be able to answer questions about
0: it. We've got to be in front of them because if they're looking for AI, they're looking. They're just out on the internet. You know, they're out somewhere and they're just you know seeing cool little things. So we're going to have to build a mouse trap to bring them back, right? Because we're listen. It is not always the person that they call first when this stuff. We're always the last one to know when they move right it's true
1: That's true <laughs> hey uh all your devices are offline <laughs> oh yeah we moved our office <laughs> yeah. think about telling me
0: <laughs> oh my goodness gracious all right so uh how many people you got waiting right now
1: um i don't know we've been doing some cleaning <laughs> um,
0: some pruning already
1: well, no, not like, like, like spam addresses and things like that. Oh. Uh, we had about, I, I'll say we had about 100 in the first week. And um, so it's getting up there. All right. Up there.
0: Oh, look at that. Land Infotech, they're right down the street from me. I got to fight with them to get a spot in this. <laughs> I need to go make a visit to their office. All right, Jimmy. So uh, hats.ai. This will be interesting. You you look nervous. No, no,
1: no. You're (laughs) you're shuffling some papers. Like you're going to, you know, like, all right, let's see if he's really ready for this Uh, one. I'm getting
0: you ready. I'm getting you ready. Uh, But I was trying to think of if there's one last thing we wanted to mention. But, again, uh, people just head over to the website, get on the wait list, uh, hats.ai. And what is it? What did they say in – It's a wonderful life. Get in on the ground floor.
1: There you go. Get in on the ground floor. Yep.
0: Okay. All right. Are you ready? Sure. Florida man or random question?
1: I'll do Florida man. You're
0: going to do a Florida man story. Okay. All right. And then when you're done with that, I have three that I'll ask you to pick from. So for those that do not know, if you're joining us for the very first time, uh, Florida man or random question is basically derived out of the idea that other cities and states did not think that they could find stories crazy enough to combat Florida man. And I will find a Florida man story preferably in the last 36 hours. Uh, because that's how often stuff happens here. But you can go back and find a story of any time, uh, preferably more recent, the better. But what Florida man challenge story do you have for us tonight?
1: <laughs> well, first of all, in in looking this up, I found out that there are this – is, this isn't the story. But I found out that there are alligators in the New York City uh, sewer system, which has been long been ru- ru- rumored. And I felt like that was important to mention. OK. Um the Florida man style story that has been dominating the New York City headlines, a, um, a religious organization in Brooklyn um, decided that they wanted more space, um, but they didn't want to go through all the hassles of um, filing permits and actually you know, being able to um, you know, it, it, it build extra space. So instead what they did is they dug tunnels um, (laughs) from (laughs) underground tunnels, basically that went underneath uh, other people's apartment buildings and actually managed to cross a street. Um, And uh, yeah, so eventually these uh, became unstable and um, they started to cave and then people were escaping the tunnels um, in and, um, coming out of the ground actually um, and moving like bars aside to come out of the ground, which then turned into viral videos, which then turned into the police coming to investigate, which then turned into uh, a big altercation of people not wanting the police to come in to uh, their house of worship, to uh, go into the tunnels, which then turned into lots of online conspiracy theories, um, which we don't need to get into. Uh, but it it definitely uh hit hit the world news there, and um you know it's a pretty if you live in new york you 're like, yeah, I could see that you know that 's just another day here um but yeah that's my
0: is this the richmond city. richmond's churchill tunnel
1: no this this no? is the seven seventy synagogue the oh, seven seventy okay. synagogue so
0: were they were these like classrooms or i mean what were they building underneath the ground
1: uh so the, well, there's been a lot of online speculation, um, and, and to be honest, I, I didn't know if I wanted to bring this story up because there's been lots of anti-Semitic spe, spe, speculation on it. Um, but but um, apparently, they just wanted more space. They just wanted more space. So there's right. rumors that it was during COVID lockdowns, and they're trying to you know go and 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 worship uh, during lockdowns. They didn't want to be seen by police. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's lots of other rumors going around, um, but I think what what has been settled at least in the past week as the story's been out is that they just you know they just wanted a, a little more room and they just wanted to fit more people down there, so they just you know dug some some tunnels.
0: All right, that's a good story.
1: You're like I got that. <laughs> there's a guy. That Actually, I might not murdered an alligator with a with a, with a, with a <laughs> you know. Uh. So I've got –
0: uh, let me get back to my thing because I lost my place here while I was looking for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So story number one, two, or three. Pick a number. All
1: right. go, go number three here.
0: Number three. Okay. Oh, this one's not so bad. So the title is Florida Man Throws Beer Can – shoots AR-15 because of speeding driver in his neighborhood. So a Florida man was arrested after throwing a beer at a vehicle he believed was going too fast in his neighborhood, subsequently leading him to shoot his AR-15 rifle. Eric Proctor told investigators that he threw a beer can at a vehicle. He confronted the driver about it. The driver said not to worry about it, so he went into his house and comes out with his rifle, and the dude shoots three times, once in the air and twice in the ground. Deputy said Proctor denied the allegations against him, but it was revealed that neighborhood video footage caught him uh, in the act. Now, that doesn't sound like much of a story, but the best part of the story is this happened in Polk County, which is one of the northern counties. And the sheriff of Polk County has become somewhat of a legend. Sheriff Grady Judd is the sheriff there. Sheriff Judd became famous about a year ago when a lady was shooting at a would-be burglar in her house and she missed him. And Grady said, she needs to come to shooting classes and we'll teach her to aim better. So that is the counting. He would be a great uh, sheriff on live PD. If you
1: are familiar with that show. (laughs) It's uh pretty Florida. It's yep. pretty Florida. That is Florida.
0: All right. Well, uh, Jimmy, thanks for coming on. I'll let you uh, go get a break in here before your next obligation. <laughs> uh, you are doing what the top 100 shows and podcasts and interviews in the channel.
1: Yeah, I'm on. I don't know. This is number. Uh, I don't even I lost track now. <laughs> right. Get, getting up there.
0: Uh, Well, I'll be keeping track. Uh, I'm I'm not sure if I'm going to sign up yet, but I think I may have to. But I don't want you to prune me as a spam email. Uh, So we'll pay attention there.
1: You're going to move to the top of the list. That's for sure. You're going to move to the top of the list.
0: And uh, we'll definitely be in touch again. Uh, I'll give you a little bit of time after the start. And we'll check in and see how things are going. Great.
1: Thank thank you so much for having me on. There you go,
0: folks. Jimmy Hatzel, AI. At ai.com check it out get in on the ground floor that is going to do it for this episode of the IT business podcast and I was just checking my calendar because I needed to remember that next week on our live show we will have our newest sponsor on the show super Ops will be here and we'll go. chat about their product they are gaining momentum in the channel. And uh, we'll see how our good friend Juan Hernandez and the lady with the dragon tattoo are doing. All right, folks, we'll see you next time. That's going to do it. Go out there, make some money, live healthy, be happy. And we'll see you next time. Holla.